Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Welcome to the Daily Ding. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. With me, I've got my guy, Fred Katz, who covers the Washington Wizards for The Athletic. Fred, what's up? Absolutely nothing is up. And you know what? I'm I'm thrilled to be able to say. Nothing's <laughs> up. Nothing's new. Nothing's hectic. I'm doing nothing. It's fantastic. It's the first time in a year and a half, or in two years, I'm just doing nothing. And... Uh, I feel like Ron Livingston in office space. I'm just, I'm just thrilled. <laughs> That's where we are. It's late August. Nothing is happening in the NBA, which is, it is a nice change after kind of a two year slog where it felt like everything was happening all the time to have just a, a few weeks of a break. I mean, cause I mean, let's be honest, like late September's coming quick and that's like news will pick up training camp starts, all that stuff. But until then we're going to try to cover some teams and their offseason moves. So we're talking Washington Wizards. Obviously, the biggest thing that happened was the Russell Westbrook trade that happened uh, the day of the NBA draft. Uh, Fred, what what went into that decision, one, for Westbrook to move on? And then how much do you think he has left in the tank? I think he's got some stuff left in the tank for sure. I mean, if you look at his last two months of this past season, what a weird season he had because the first two or three months he's dealing with the quad injury. He looks like he just can't get to the hoop at all. Like at all. He just, he couldn't, his explosion just deteriorated. And at the time we didn't know how badly the quad was injured and, and he kind of moves forward. He gets healthier throughout the year. And by the end of the year, he's kind of leading them on a 17 and six finish to the season. And now he's explosive and he's triple doubles just every single night. I forget, but it was just, it was crazy. It was the, the, the constantly improving Russell Westbrook has X triple doubles in his last Y games was just wild. They were, you know, Russell Westbrook has 17 triple doubles in his last 13 games. That's not even mathematically possible. <laughs> uh, it was, it was turning into that. And, uh, he clearly still has stuff left in the tank to, to me, the question with the Lakers is, you know, the same thing as anybody else, which is just, how's he going to fit? How's he going to adapt? People ask, how is he going to adapt? I think that's the wrong way to phrase it. I think the question is here. The way to phrase is if he's going to adapt, because we have not seen him adapt at any point in any sort of majorly consequential way. You know, he's he's subtly changed his shooting form over the last 10 years. You know, he doesn't move his legs as much. He's more balanced, all of that. Stylistically, in terms of the way he plays, in terms of the way he approaches the game, part of what makes Russell Westbrook great is his refusal to adapt. He still has mm-hmm. essentially the exact same pregame routine that he did when he was a rookie. Like everything is the same. He is a, he is a constant fixture, constantly doing things the same way all the time. And uh, you know, I am, I am so curious to see how that it, 
they're going to win a lot of regular season games. I'm so curious to see how that's going to go in LA, though. Yeah. Russ has been in multiple, well, I guess really almost in every situation he's been in, save for right after Kevin left, the 17 season, you could argue that he had a teammate that was better than him. You know, Kevin Durant, Paul George played better than him whenever they were in OKC, uh, James Harden in Houston, and then Brad Beal this past year. You could argue that all of those guys individually were probably better than Westbrook um, overall. But the team always took on the identity of Russell Westbrook. It didn't matter. So now I wonder. You should tell that to Russ. You should tell that to Russ. Should should I get him on a Zoom call? I bet he'd appreciate (laughs) hearing that. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I, I've had uh, several interactions with Russ. Uh, I would never, ever say that to him <laughs> because I want to live. I, am, I live a great life. I want to continue living it. Uh, now Russ is behind two guys, right? Yeah. Like how, does that, how does that work is my question because they've all of his teammates, all very different personalities, all very different people have found ways for it to work with Russ where Russ basically can take over the team and they can fi- pick their spots. And it's worked just fine. I mean, he the guy rarely... I mean, the guy just doesn't miss the playoffs. Like, that just doesn't happen. So, like, how does that work in L.A. when you have Anthony Davis, who is, like, should be at the peak of his powers. You have LeBron James, who is maybe the best player ever. And... Now you have Russ added to that equation. I'm just so interested to see what it even looks like because, yeah, like for him to be a co-star is one thing, but for him to be the third wheel, like I don't know. Like I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be good, bad, or I, I am honestly just like posing the question. Like I'm just curious what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, I think with when people talk about the Lakers, and, and especially when people talk about Russ, it it always turns into a conversation about basketball morality. Russell Westbrook has the ball too much and I don't like that. So I think he's overrated or Russell Westbrook gets tons of triple doubles. And I love that. So I think everybody is over criticizing him. And that (laughs) is what the conversation turns into every freaking time. But the reality is we can have a conversation about his style and not moralize any of it and not, Mm -hmm. And not talk about, well, this is what I appreciate in a player or not. We can just talk about this objectively. Westbrook has, while he's played with a million other great players, and you just named a bunch of them, and there are more really good players he's played with. I mean, he's played with a ton of really good players. Yep. Uh, You know, especially even just from like a a gravitas sort of sense, you know, he's he's played with Victor Oladipo. He's played with Carmelo Anthony different points in their mm-hmm. career, but he's, he's played with them. He's played with a lot of players who kind of command a room and, and certainly command respect on the court uh, and sure. command the ball. And, and I think with Westbrook, what's interesting is stylistically, he, he's never played with a guy who is stylistically like LeBron at that level. And none of those no. really good to great players has been stylistically like Anthony Davis either, where, those guys are better inside the three-point line than outside of it. You know, mm-hmm. when when Paul George is there, Paul George is taking eight, nine threes a game and and draining them. He is he is a better outside the three-point line. He is he is outside, he's a perimeter 
oriented guy who is going to be outside in, and that's how he's going to operate. Same thing. Kevin Durant might be the greatest seven, probably is the greatest seven footer. If we're going to call him a seven footer, if he's not, then he's the greatest six, nine shooter or the greatest six, 10 shooter, or the greatest six, 11 right. shooter ever. I don't really care. He's one of the greatest <laughs> shooters to ever touch a basketball. And he's right in the conversation of like, who's the greatest shooter you've ever seen. Kevin Durant's name is going to be in that conversation. Beal is an outside in player too, even though he's gotten, ridiculously good getting to the hoop and shooting mid-range and all that stuff. He's a guy who's going to space to three. LeBron is better moving inside. AD is better moving inside. So from a from a stylistic standpoint, I'm just so curious to see how that's going to position. You know, Westbrook has always been a guy when he doesn't have the ball, he becomes very stoic off the ball. He, he parks in the corner and he, and he hangs out. And I don't think it's necessarily an unwillingness to cut. I really don't because you mm-hmm. see him cut on ATOs all the time, like every single late game, Russell Westbrook, ATO for a Russell Westbrook team during the Billy Donovan era included Westbrook running off stagger screens, just every single one Westbrook office off a pin down off two pin downs, gets the ball 35 feet from the hoop pulls up from 32 feet. That was what happened on every single late game ATO during the Billy Donovan era. And a lot of them during the Scott Brooks one every single time. And he's willing to do it. Uh, I, I, I wonder how, I wonder why we don't necessarily see those plays improvised. And I don't know the answer. I don't know if it's because he, he doesn't, I don't really understand why he'd be like down to do it on an ATO, but not down to do it when Mm -hmm. it's not an ATO. Mm -hmm. I, I think it probably just has something to do with the way that he feels comfortable playing the game, the way he processes the game, anything along those lines. And he's going to have to, add that element to some degree next to those guys. Uh, I'm very curious to see how, how, or if he, he tries to implement that because the, the Lakers will need that. He's going to have to become more of a factor off the ball. And the jump shot is, has actually gotten worse over the last 10 years, not necessarily better. So it's not like he's going to be a spacer. I I just, there, there's so many, and, and that's kind of a simplistic way to look at it too, but just like, sure. I mean, there are other there are other ways to look at it too. Where, all right, how are those guys going to play when he's got the ball? You know, it took Bron and Wade a while to figure out how to get that stuff mm-hmm. stuff together, and 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 Wade was uh, a very active off ball player too. So so kind of figuring out Westbrook's a hard guy to figure out. You know, he will sling the ball to you at times when you're not expecting it, and he'll bullet pass passes to you that will be on time and on the money, but he will chuck it at you at 107 miles an hour from three feet away. And you got to catch the ball because he's throwing it right into your pocket. So, so there are just a lot of habits with Russell Westbrook. That's just like, they're very staccato and you have to be able to figure them out. So it's going to be very interesting. That all said, there is a crap ton of talent there. So they're going to win a lot of games. Yeah. I just wonder if, if Russ gets to that team, because he's, he's never played with a team like this in particular, where you have LeBron, AD, you have Marcus Saul there who's going to play minutes for them. Like all really great passers, guys that are better when they have the ball in their hands. And I wonder with just like the respect that he has, not that he like didn't respect other teammates. Well, maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But perhaps maybe that will aid in him actually maybe moving off ball more and providing maybe more like a like a super Andre Iguodala role like 
for the Warriors. You know, like he Iguodala was never a great shooter, but he was always somebody making the right decisions. Like I think that if you could envision a role for Russ, I think that one would make the most sense. Uh, I just need to see it to believe that it's actually real, that it actually exists. Um, but I do think that if you're if you're going to make it possible with any team, like this would probably be the team. Yeah, I mean, look, there. I loved what they did in terms of the role players they went out and signed. They all made perfect sense. The the yeah, a lot of guys who can shoot. Kendrick Nunn was a very good value add. Wayne Ellington is really helpful for them and and I think has under the radar been a a really helpful role player for a little while. Ariza makes sense, uh, even though he struggled in Miami last year. Bazemore makes Mm -hmm. sense. I mean, these role players who they brought in, they're not done. They got a few spots left. So these Mm -hmm. these role players who who they brought in, they make a lot of sense. Dwight Howard is is a really good backup center. Like all, Mm -hmm. all these guys make a ton of sense stylistically. And from just a pure quality standpoint. So, mm-hmm. so if you're going to go with three stars who are those three stars, those are the exact types of players you want to bring in. And I think they nailed that. You know, Horton Tucker is 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 a really nice player. I think I think he's going to be really helpful for them as well. The question to me, they're going to win 50 games. The only way they don't win 50 yeah. games is if the NBA doesn't play 82. That's the only way they don't win 50. or injuries. You know, sure. similar injuries that happened last year to them. Sure, but it would have to be. It wouldn't even have to be similar injuries. It would have to be worse because if they have similar injuries, they still got Russ out there. They still like, have Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Russ, Russ was true. Russ was detrimental for like three months last year, and yeah. still was uh, you know helped the Wizards to the playoffs and took them on a seventeen six run at the end of the year. I mean, yep. Westbrook is a is a major floor raiser if he's there and he's playing like himself, and I think I don't know. I, one thing I hate about the way the average NBA fan talks about players like that, you don't want that guy. He's, he's just a floor raiser. What a stupidly demeaning thing to say. Oh, I'm so sorry. All he does is guarantee that you're not going to be terrible. No value in that. <laughs> so dumb. It's a ridiculous and he adds a, like, point. I mean, and the thing that you and I both know about Russ that he does is he like adds an electricity to the arena and to the team that is very rare. I mean, I covered the Thunder for a long time, and there was like, I'm not going to lie, there was a little bit of relief when Russ was gone. But after a while, even just going in the locker room, you're like, oh, I get it now. You know, like Mm -hmm. I get why, like what it is about Russ. Like he adds like this, I don't know. There's just not many guys that have the aura of a Russell Westbrook just in general. And then just watching the guy play there is just some electricity about it that really i i think that lakers fans are going to love him i think that it's going to be a, i think that he could have a really fun year for them and he just he just brings it like that's and these are all just i don't know like a lot of it's hard to define really but uh you know russ russ brings a certain edge that like most players and even like most guys that are called like floor raisers that just don't bring it like the thunder this year have Derek favors. Who's like a floor raiser to a degree. Like no one gives a rip about watching Derek favors or like what's going on with favors. You know, there's, he's just special. I mean, he's a hall of famer. He's a legend. Derek favors. You mean Derek favors, hall of famer, legend, number two pick picked higher than Russell Westbrook in the draft. And that's the only thing that you need to know. (laughs) 
Uh, they're going to win a ton of games. They have yeah. three great players and role players around them that make sense. That wins you a ton of games. They could be the best team in the West in the regular season. I mean, yeah, that's not the question, though. And I think it's fair to hold different teams to different standards, depending on where yeah. they believe their goals should be and where you, we believe their goals should be. And I think yeah. uh, the two of us and the Lakers would answer what their goal is the same way. That, mm-hmm. that team is aspiring to win a title. You make the Westbrook yep. trade because you are aspiring to win a title because LeBron is in his mid-30s and getting into his late 30s and uh, you want to capitalize on the back end of his prime. Although I say the back end of his prime, we could be looking back on this in 20 years when LeBron is averaging 18 and seven and six. And <laughs> so somebody's saying back end of his prime. No, no, no not <laughs> at all. Uh, but they want to capitalize on the back end of his prime and, and they made a big move. The, the question is, how are they going to be defending them in the half court in the playoffs? Yeah, because, that's that's the biggest issue. Because yeah. that's been an issue for the Lakers, even when they won the title two years ago. I mean, the questions coming into the playoffs about them were, or coming into the bubble even, were, is there enough half-court firepower? Do they have enough shooting? And are they too easy to guard in the half-court? Is LeBron their only, mm-hmm. their only creator? Turned out they made a lot of their shots. KCP caught fire. The role players played really well, and and they win a title. And, and for... 70 something or however many games they had pre-bubble 60 something games pre-bubble the half-court offense looked like it wasn't good enough and then the playoffs Mm -hmm. the defense dominated the half-court offense held up enough and they were really good in transition this team is going to be excellent in transition the defensive question is legitimate i mean it is a big one it's they're not going to be bad defensively but there's just a large burden on davis and james there's just mm-hmm. there's just a really large one. Uh, you know, Westbrook is capable of fighting defensively, but he, you know, he 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 is not great going around screens. He gambles a ton. Uh, he can make great plays. He can also make really harmful plays defensively. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'm I don't think this is like a number one in the league sort of defense. They're going to be absolutely. They could be the best team in the league in transition. Question is. Come the playoffs, and I'm not talking about the first round of the playoffs. I'm talking about you're playing, uh, you know, Kawhi is back and healthy, and now you're playing the Clippers in the conference finals, or you're playing Denver in the conference finals, or you're playing Phoenix in the conference finals. You know, a a cohesively built defense. Uh, you know, let's let's use Phoenix for example, who can who can switch. Now Aiton's a year better, and 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 Chris Paul's a a bulldog, and they got Crowder and 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 Bridges and all these really capable guys who can guard many positions. And you know, they're they're going to gang up on the fact the Lakers don't have shooting in the half court. Uh, I I don't mm-hmm. think you want. LeBron James to be your best three-point shooter out there. And in a scenario like that, if you say, fine, we're going to play Wayne Ellington and another one of the shooters. Well, Wayne Ellington's going to get targeted now by Chris Paul all the time. Yep. So there are, there, are, there are flaws in there. Uh, and I think it's very, very possible the talent overcomes it, but we're just talking about what's going to be interesting to watch, and it is going to be interesting to see how they fare in a playoff series and how they do try to overcome it. And if any sort of mid-season move ends up happening to where they try to you know, go out and maybe get one more two-way guy if they're able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Fred, this was just a Russell Westbrook pod, and so sure. I uh, I labeled it incorrectly, but we will uh, 
we'll be back with another it's more interesting uh, anyway the daily ding oh yeah way more interesting thanks so much for listening we appreciate you guys subscribing and we'll talk to you guys again very soon